Hey students, happy Monday. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions. This is Brother Lawson alongside Brother Eric Wing. How are you, Brother Wing? Doing well. Happy Monday to you. Hey, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, um, Brother Wing and I were just talking about cars, and there's a place here in town. I live in Springfield, Missouri. There's there's a place here in town that um, that when you go get your oil change at this place, you cannot believe what they have at this place. They have fresh baked cookies in the lobby area in the waiting room there. They have Jimmy John's that comes in and delivers sandwiches like every half an hour. And like, it is a joy for me to go uh, get my oil changed. I'm, I'm treated like, like how I deserve to be treated. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I love going to that waiting room. I feel like, and they've got great Wi-Fi there. I can take my laptop. I can get work done and stuff. I, I feel like I'm accomplishing things when I'm, when I'm, when I go to get my oil changed and I get lunch, I get work done. I get all kind of get sit in a big fluffy chair there. It's awesome. If you, uh, students, today we want to talk about what it looks like to wait on the Lord. You know what it feels like to wait to get your car changed, uh, to get your car changed, to get your oil changed. But today we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to, to wait on the Lord when things in our lives just don't appear to be happening at the rate that we want them to happen, especially good things, good things that we know that God wants us to be engaged in, all right? Sometimes those things take some time. And so we're going to talk today uh, using Isaiah chapter 40 and try to answer that question, what it looks like to wait on the Lord and uh, and why we should wait on the Lord. Brother Wing, why don't you get us started, start us off here and let us know what's up. Okay, I like your analogy because I'm, I'm excited to learn how I get crumble cookies when I'm waiting on oh. the Lord or something like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Isaiah chapter 40 starts off saying, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. So this is a mess. This is a chapter about comfort. And so it's kind of interesting to then see that as the basis and then go in looking for it, you know, because you might miss it, actually, yeah. if you're not specifically uh, looking for it, because you see a bunch of typical Isaiah poetic talk here. But it's interesting how he Isaiah likens man to grass you know mm-hmm. says all flesh is grass you know and he and you know it it comes and it goes it's fleeting you know it's not mm-hmm. in, especially where they lived it would be even more fleeting and you know, right. pop up because of a rain and then just gets burned up the next day in the heat not a lot of lawnmowers in jerusalem <laughs> yeah and um but he likens you know the nations of the earth to the dust of the earth you know how intimidating is that um, but throughout this, he's also uh, offering, you know, some suggestions that how are you, who are you going to liken God to, you know? And so uh, th- uh, the perspective that it, that he's offering is a comfort to us that we can recognize that maybe some, maybe we've been treating some fleeting things like they are eternal things. And maybe we've been treating some mm. eternal things as if they were fleeting, you know, but he's going to really be clear that the word of the Lord is forever, you know, and that God's perspective that he, he knows everything and that we can attach ourselves to God and receive great comfort amidst the current challenges that we're facing 
um, and that that perspective is going to be a comfort to us. Give me an example of that. I, I really like what you said. So we treat sometimes we treat fleeting things like eternal things and eternal things like they're fleeting. Can you give me like give me a practical example of that? Well, like if there's a social media thing that didn't seem to go our way or we didn't get enough likes or we didn't uh, or something else that didn't that's like temporary. And then we might say something such as this is the end of the world or it might feel (laughs) like it's the end of the world. (laughs) My life is ruined. Yeah, Yeah. my life is ruined or I'm this is so embarrassing or um, I didn't get I didn't get this job or that test went bad. Um, or that person was rude to me. These are all, you know, uncomfortable, uh, but they, and they, and they would elicit real feelings for sure. Mm -hmm. We want to work through those, but we need to, it's going to be comforting to us, uh, to do what Isaiah 40 is saying. Let's look to the Lord and, and get some, a better perspective on this and see how temporary this really is or, or, or help us to put this in perspective. I mean, maybe even in prayer, asking God the question, how should I feel about this? this I right. mean, what I do feel is like my life is ruined, but right. how should I feel about this Heavenly Father? And he could help us to see things differently. So so two things about that. So I think that um, verse 11, I think is important to keep in the front of our minds. Uh, he, meaning the Lord, shall feed his flock like a shepherd. I think that's important like to think about that. So feeding a flock like a shepherd versus like how else could you feed your flock? Well, you could just be uh, a sheep herder, just throwing out food or whatever. But a shepherd feeds his flock by by taking them to a, a place where there's where the best food is. He shall gather the lambs with his arms. He'll carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. So with that in our mind, like this is what the shepherd, the the good shepherd can do. Um, I love the questions that Isaiah asks at the end of Isaiah 40. He says, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increased strength. Can you picture these, these, uh, these sheep that are totally reliant on the power of a shepherd to, to get them to where they need to be? And they totally trust that shepherd. All right. The, the shepherd doesn't faint. The shepherd doesn't get weary. The shepherd is totally focused on the sheep. Uh, he's focused on if they're eating before he's eating. Um, And then he says uh, this in verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary and walk and not faint, meaning that they'll be like the shepherd, right? They'll have the same energy and the same uh, insight and the same, uh, the same purpose as the shepherd. I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty good to, to wait on the Lord means that we trust him, we trust in his strength, his ability to run and not be weary and walk and not faint so that we can run and not be weary and walk and not faint. We'll learn and we'll get that strength from him. Yeah, and this is so important as to how do we get this? We got to be humble. And we if we think we know everything or we're going to overreact to um, uh, relatively small things or even petty things that are on this earth, 
then it's not, we're not in a position to listen to the Lord or get his strength um, and wisdom uh, on those things. So yeah, we got to, we got to really open ourselves and listen. And sometimes it requires us trying to do everything on our own before we realize we can't do that. And we need to turn this to the Lord and um, drop them at his feet. And he can help us to sort these things out. Um, Sister Amy Wright in the April, 2022 general conference had a great commentary on this waiting on the Lord uh, verse. She said, waiting upon the Lord can be a sacred place, a place of polishing and refining where we come to know the savior in a deeply personal way. Waiting upon the Lord may also be a place where we find ourselves asking, Oh God, where art thou? A place where spiritual perseverance requires us to exercise faith in Christ by intentionally choosing him again and again and again. And so this waiting does provide some great opportunity for action and choices of faith and saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to take what I've got and I'm going to go forward. I'm going to choose the faithful view. But we can do what Isaiah says in verse 26. Lift up your eyes on high and behold who hath created these things that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by names by the greatness of his might. For that he is strong in power and not one faileth. Like look at look at God, look to God and let him help you see things better and then be in a better spot than to get the the strength that you were referring to earlier, Brother Lawson, about that he's gonna give power to the faint and that people who have no might, he can increase their strength. I love that quote by by Sister Wright. It sounds to me like uh, her description of waiting is um, is not just sitting around waiting for your oil to get changed, but it's actually you're proactively. I think she, what she called it. It can be a sacred experience to wait. Um, I love right that there's kind of an allusion there to John the Baptist in verse three of of Isaiah 40, where it says, "Prepare ye the way of the Lord." Wouldn't that be a great thing to be doing while we're waiting? for amazing things to happen in our lives we are actually preparing the way for the lord we're not just sitting hoping something that happens to us but we are actually being proactive going out and and preparing the way of the lord making his path straight so what are we doing to make it so easy for the lord to interact with us in our lives what are we doing to uh to stay close to him so that we recognize those opportunities and we don't miss out on those opportunities um, instead of just sitting around wondering if those opportunities will ever come our way. Yeah, this is, this is just such a great um, opportunity for us to like ponder. It's like a personal question, you know, now, because now we're like, okay, how am I going to wait? You know, and it might look differently, obviously, depending on our, our unique situations, <clears throat> And so we want to be able to kind of listen now and take students. I, I guess I would encourage you, like, take this as a practice here. Like, what's something where you kind of need to wait on the Lord for? Where's And maybe the easiest way to find that place that you want to focus on is where are you feeling super weak? In what category are you just feeling like I'm done? I'm exhausted. I, I, I don't feel like I can go on. I need more strength. Okay, there's, there's a place where you're waiting on the Lord. Now, what's a, what's a really intentional way that you can choose him again or look to him? And then listen, the, the Lord wants to connect with you on this very matter. 
And so listen to thoughts that come to you or study the scriptures with an open mind, uh, you know, listening for ideas that might come about this very issue. You can't ever force revelation. Um, but if, as we kind of seek revelation in this way to get an answer, we're, we're definitely going to be open to what the Lord can tell us about that. So yeah, we can, we can do things to wait. I think that's awesome. I think we can look forward to waiting. I look forward to when I have to go get oil changes. I think we can look forward to waiting on the Lord because he offers something better than Jimmy John's and crumble cookies. So students, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Answers Gospel Questions. Share it with somebody else. Come to our institute class tomorrow night, 830. Uh, would love to see you there. And uh, everybody, love your guts. Stay righteous. <laughs>